So, um, hi everyone. Today we are talking to Nicole Cunningham. She um, runs a very successful uh, business called Pure Force Remedies, um, which I have used a lot with my own family and children. And she's also started on a new venture the last 12, 18 months called uh, Entrepreneurial Babes. Um, I will include all the details below so you can check her out and start following her because she's one of my um, business mentors. She's kicking a lot of goals out there in the business world. So welcome, Nicole. Thanks for taking Hi. the time to talk to us. Yeah. It's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So um, let's get started. Let's tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Sure. Yeah, so my background, it's funny when I always think it's funny when people call me an entrepreneur or a businesswoman because that's not what I set out to do. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a practitioner of homeopathic medicine and it was through the success of my practice that I then had to scramble my skills and I had to evolve as the business evolved. So uh, I'm pretty much an ad hoc business person, I suppose. Um, I've kind of learnt by default. So my my heart's still in uh, patient care and practice management and all that kind of thing. But um, now, obviously, I've got different ventures and I'm becoming more and more passionate about impact entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so how did your business begin with the um, Pure Force Remedies? And then how did your new venture begin? Was that sort of a journey through um, wanting change or... You know, how did how did you evolve into the two businesses, I suppose, to just give us a bit of background on that? Yeah, yeah. So yep. I had a clinic in, in Burwood East in Melbourne yep. for eight years. And after a few years of practice, I had a six-week waiting list for three consecutive years. And I just got, became completely burnt out. I just hit a wall. Yep. I was working six days a week, nine to nine. And I remember a pivotal moment where I just realized I can't sustain this. The waiting list is actually bogging me down. And I wasn't able to just get above it and just say, oh, look, you know, they just have to wait or, you know, they'll see my locum. It really became a personal issue for me. Yep. So I then closed that down and I did a tree change to Mount Gambia in yep. South Australia from Melbourne. And I put all of my formulas online and started to have a virtual practice. And that then freed my time up. Yeah. And then Entrepreneurial Babes actually happened with my best friend here in Mount Gambia. So Ali. we would walk at Ali, yeah. yeah. So we would walk around the Blue Lake at four o'clock in the morning. And I'd never wow. met some, you know, when you start walking with somebody yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like they cancel and then they never turn up. And then, yeah. you know, they come occasionally. Well, she was there at 4 a.m. consistently, month after month after month. And awesome. we just, solve the problems of the world yeah. and what I realized was that not only did we have this beautiful foundation of friendship but we also had a lot of uh, goals in what we wanted to see with women and particularly in the entrepreneurial space we were so sick of women bitching about women yeah. and not supporting each other yeah. and so we've created a movement of friendship and business for women to come together and actually support each other and learn how to support each other yeah. uh, instead of you know being in competition all the time. Yep. So your um, program with Entrepreneurial Babes, are you doing one-on-one -on -one consultations, group group sort of sessions, coaching packages? What's yeah, the so business we have, look like? Yep. Yeah, so the model's quite interesting in that it's quite it's evolved through our audience. And I always love yep. that because your customer is your expert. You know, your audience is your expert. So yep. we didn't what we set out to do is very different 18 months later to what we actually do. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love that about business because there's always that organic growth. Yeah. So we actually started with the group coaching platforms then we did some virtual coaching programs and then we got moved into startup support and strategic planning. Yeah. And now we're into, uh, we've just launched our first book, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're very practical, very solution focused. Yeah. Um, and now we're going into the corporate world and actually uh, doing a lot of work with moving and transitioning culture. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's it's really broad and it's exciting yeah. 
um, for us because it's, it's just revealing itself constantly. And then we've got our first um, retreat. We've got our first big two-day event uh, in Ballarat in two weeks' time as well. Uh-huh. And so, um, has, is that booked out? I didn't know it about is. that. It is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I it missed is. that somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it actually, it wasn't on promotion uh-huh. uh, yeah. for our immediate in our coaching. We got pushed into that space. So we're using this yeah. as a little bit of a pilot and see uh-huh. how it goes yeah. and you might look at extending the model next year. Yeah. And so how, do you, how did you evolve? Like how did you um, move into the different models? Is it just organically or did you – sit down and say, hey, this isn't working, um, let's try something different with Ali or, um, you know, what sort of, has it just sort of naturally pushed you along to now working in sort of the corporate culture compared to one-on-one or like what, yeah, why so, has it changed along the way? Yeah, so it's basically been through reputation where people have really liked our styles that yeah. said, hey, would you do this? So yeah. it has been customer demand, but it actually was set up because in Pureforce I had a big coaching platform that I wasn't able to service myself. So, again, I'd created a dinosaur that needed to be fed. I was yeah. unable to do that, two young children. Yeah. Um, and so we actually created that and put that into a virtual model to start with. Uh-huh. And then from there, we got pushed into, as they progressed and they grew, we now have startups with women and we support them through that. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of gently moved along, yeah. um, which has been challenging, I have to tell you, because yeah. when you when your audience pushes you into places you're not ready, you have all this doubt and fear come up because yeah. it was never on your business plan. Mm. You know, and we sat down for 2016, Ali and I, and we did the strategic plan and we actually smashed out the 2016 trading in eight weeks. Wow. And we just went, oh, okay, that's really cool. That's that's we we just get shit done, you know. We just yeah. really love, and we were hungry for it. We were really excited about what we created. But once you've done and strategic plans empty, you look at it and go, okay, what would we truly give ourselves permission to really do if we put? And this, Ali says this all the time: put your tutu on and your wand and and <laughs> and, and twirl in seven circles. And what would you really want for yourself? And yeah. that's when we started going. Actually, we want a product. We want a book. We want something that yeah. women are going to do every day to get their head right to balance their home life and their work life. We want to get in and actually change Australian leaders. Uh, And that's really been birthed because we gave ourselves permission to dream. To do it, yeah. Yeah. I I think one of the questions was was what has been sort of one of the most scary or um, confronting thing for business in you and that you've allowed yourself to make that leap. I think I see in a lot of women or that I work with too is that there's so much fear in us as women um, that we're not allowed to ask for or we don't give permission for ourselves to be able to achieve these things. And, you know, there's lots of things that come into that. There's the home life, work balance, children and so on, you know, and different stages of our life in business as well. So for you, what's been your biggest thing that sort of there was a light bulb moment for you that said, I'm allowing myself... I'm giving myself permission for this. When does that all sort of kick in for you? That was 12 months ago. Ali, I'm very intense and I'm very driven and, and I'm yeah. called the hashtag intense hippie yeah. in, in the relationship and she's the hashtag the, the princess because she's yeah. she's quite high maintenance and she loves, she's very creative and flamboyant and yeah. I was very intense and business focused and I didn't have a lot of fun in my life. And 18 months ago when we looked at each other and we went, you know what, that's who you are. Just be authentically you. Yeah. As soon as I stepped up into that and I actually claimed that and Ali did too, everything opened up for us. So you claimed your intensity. My intensity. And owned it. 
I owned it. Yeah. And I and and as a result, it's just fascinating how, as you know, I've just come back from Greece and India and yeah. I was doing some speaking over there. And I came back with six offers of JV, so six joint ventures from internationals. Uh, yeah. Now I've said no to all of them because they're not according to my value set. Mm-hmm. But what's been interesting in that process is that my authenticity secured those relationships. Yeah. And if so, I wish I wish someone had told me that at 21. You know, yeah. I wish someone had said to me, you know what, Nicole, you in your warts and all with being really intense and highly strategic and very demanding in the boardroom, yeah. that's actually so your greatest thing. really good thing, yeah. And Al, because Ali and I were on a board together, we had not seen that part of each other and we realised that there was a strength. And so I was just grateful and I'm just so lucky to have had her in my life as a bit of a yeah. mirror yeah. to say, stop apologising for it, Nicole. Yeah. And so I think that in in business, we do have particular acumen. We do have particular strengths that we are always afraid to show because people won't like it. Yeah. But then you almost sort out the ones that you do want to be in business with and the ones you don't. So it opens that door up, doesn't it? It does. If you hold on to all those things that you're not really being true to yourself about, it stops the relationships that potentially down the track can open up. It does, but there's so much stigma about women in business in Australia that you can't be assertive because you're a bitch you know whereas in a man it's considered to be good leadership you know and there's so I had a lot of breaking down of those ideals that I had to work through personally to find my personal power I suppose and before we just started this call you mentioned that you'd been to um you'd been on a trip and you'd sort of discovered that there's a lot of stuff happening overseas that's probably not happening in happening in Australia um and one of those was sort of the power of women here not being maybe as strong as what it could be um what would be sort of what's the advice that you give to women to sort of step up and take ownership of that because it's a hard thing to do I suppose like you've learned you've learned how to do it um and you know in my own way I've learned to you know take power of who I am my personality and trust in that Mm. um but what would be your advice to women out there and how to claim that I suppose and own it for me, the pivotal bit that Australia's still got to grow into, yep. and we're getting there, we are getting there, it's yep. exciting, is collaboration uh-huh. because there's still so much tall poppy syndrome in Australian uh, business yep. in both men and women. And I think that uh, overseas they do a lot more collaboration um, and therefore there's not as much one-upmanship and therefore uh-huh. that people are more authentic. And then looking and at the, the big goal together. That's right, yeah. and I and that was that's my dream for Australia. That's that's what Ali and I wake up every day to do is to yeah. shape Australia's next leaders so that we have a collaborative spirit, yeah. so that people can shine in their own light without people taking it away from them. Yeah, and then yeah. understanding that we're actually better together, and yeah. we always were going to be. Yeah. And, but there's been a bit of stigma in, in Australian corporate culture mm-hmm. that has meant that it's been quite dog eats dog and that there's been a big reform in there about men versus women and all that kind of thing, yeah. which I would just like to see fall away. Yeah. And I'd like to see women working to their strengths and outsourcing their weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, and because we don't have to have it all. That whole superhero, super mum thing is just a delusion. Yeah. And we can drop that when we work in collaboration because we yeah. say, that's, hey, that's not my deal. I'm totally don't do that well. So can you do that for me? And I'll focus on what I'm good at. Yeah. And did you, do you find that, um, that comes into life as well as in, in your personal life, um, knowing that some things you're not so good at and some things you are good at and, and accepting that as a mother in your, in as well as running your business. Yeah. So, and I always share the story about getting a cleaner. 
you know, as, as corporate women, yeah. we, I, you know, there was this whole wrestle within me that, you know, you've got to be the corporate woman who has it all and does it all and smiles at the same time, you know, yeah. it's such a delusion. Mm-hmm. And I did that for many years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting a cleaner for me was $70, you know, and I, I would fight myself over it every week. And I, I had it presented to me that, you know, what the cost of all of the things that you think about in relation to how many times you go into the toilet and you think, God, it needs to be cleaned and, oh, why doesn't he clean it? And all of that headspace yeah. all week would probably equate to about six or seven hours, by which point you look at my hourly rate and I go, my gosh, why am I fighting myself about a $70 cleaner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That and frees so you it, up to It completely frees you up to yeah. the cost, right? The cost of that $70 cleaner is it, it's just one of the key people that I plug in, yeah. you know. So we, we have a housekeeper and, you know, we have lots of things that we've plugged in yeah. which makes us better. Yeah. And why do I have to be apologetic with that? Yeah. It's taken me a, a while to get there. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, <laughs> I mean, I had my store, as you know, and um, I've had a cleaner for quite a while and we've just recently let the cleaner go and I'm like, I want my cleaner back. You know, I hate yeah. cleaning. Yeah. And it's also supporting and celebrating somebody who really does love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so my cleaner comes and I just want to kiss her feet every yeah. time that she walks into my house every Wednesday. I'm, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. You're my favorite person. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm actually contributing to the local economy. I mean, yeah. there's so many different things, but there, there is that part of you that has to actually surrender. Yeah. And I think as women, we are far too stoic and we do far too much martyr. Yeah, we, and we take on so much too that we just don't need to in our heads, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, who have been sort of, who's the three biggest influences in your business life and in your personal life, that, who you look up to that you've taken from and learnt from? Yeah, so Roger James Hamilton uh, is was a big mentor for me for a long time. Uh, His entrepreneurial institute's based out of Bali, Uh so I've done a lot of work with him. Lisa Nichols from The Secret uh, is actually our business mentor for babes, Uh for entrepreneurial babes, and so she's been really, really pivotal. And then just recently, an Australian uh, corporate executive uh, we crossed paths with um, at a networking event, and he just sliced and diced us, and and I love that. I love coming to the table and being humbled and being shown where I need to work on. And and I'm passionate about being the flea in the room. You know, I, I want to grow and learn from the best. Yeah. And and he was great. He sliced and diced us and we walked away and went, yep, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I can see where we were blocked and, and we've been able to make a way forward. So yeah. it's really positive. And what sort of thing, how, how did he see that? I mean, how did he slice and dice you up, I suppose? Uh, in that particular meeting, it was all around our leakage. So uh-huh. we were not outsourcing enough. Yep. We were making big enough risks uh-huh. uh, and perhaps we're even not even dreaming big enough. Uh-huh. And the next question I have on there is, um, oh, no, I think I was, I thought I read that differently. But what, what I suppose, have you always, um, I do this, I think about the biggest dream that I could have and I work backwards. business and I sort of that's how I try to explain to people that you know want to get into business think about everything that you want to do and then just work backwards and make it happen yeah so what are your biggest business dreams now that you and Ali or you personally want to achieve and make 
Yeah. So I've had my charity Rebounce the Globe in India for 10 years. So the biggest thing now is to fund the expansion of that into different villages. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that philanthropy side of business is really important, giving back. And I think a lot of women, um, you know, go into business and I'm in the, I'm actually just as a little, I'm starting up a new product with my brother and we're gonna we have a philanthropy side of it and I didn't have that with the store and I really miss that and I think it's a giving um and paying it forward is a really it's a really nice thing to do I don't know if it makes you feel better or what it is or yeah but I think you've done a lot of work with your charity work haven't you like a yeah lot of well that's work. actually that's how my entrepreneurship started because yeah. I had committed to six thousand dollars Australian every month that's to amazing. 23 staff in India and we built a mobile healthcare vehicle so I found myself yeah. at 24 having to work really hard because nobody was willing to support us back then because you know India was taking all of our Telstra jobs and you know it was a lot of interesting yeah. stuff happening India and Australia at that time and so I just got busy you know and now what drives me is impact entrepreneurship and that's Uh the idea that as I earn more I have the capacity to change more more, and so I'm I'm looking at a a few different ways of doing that sex trafficking is very close to my heart as is refugees and I'm looking at ways to be able to expand my businesses to then plug in additional charity arms and this is where collaboration becomes really important too Sarah you know because sometimes the undertaking of, you know, what I've done the last 10 years and setting up an NGO in, in India, I mean, it's mammoth. And you've got yeah. to be pretty pretty uh, committed yeah. and, and resilient to get through a lot of those hard knocks in different countries. Yeah. Whereas if you can partner with people who are already doing that to create a maximum impact, yeah. I think this is what business is about, you know. Yeah. And I personally, and I don't put this brush on, entire this brush with anybody else, but I feel a sense of responsibility mm-hmm. with if I have the capacity to do well in business, I feel I have a responsibility to actually give back. Yeah. And so that's what we've done. Um, yeah. So in terms of Australia, um, you know, we're continuing to kick goals here and, and it's all really exciting. We're looking at moving into the US, yeah. uh, particularly with Babes. Yeah. Uh, we've got beautiful pink sparkly book. Yes, show uh, us. <laughs> So it's this a bit is fuzzy the picture, but um, that, please explain. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Beautiful pink sparkly book is called the Action Hours um, yeah. workbook, and what it does is it gives women six practical tools to actually get into a daily rhythm of prioritization, working out what it is that you want, getting clarity, and it's literally a one hour, twenty minute to one hour practice that you can do any time of the day. You don't have to do it five to seven a.m. Yeah. Where you sit down with a cup of tea and you actually get clear about your goals. And we did this because we really saw the need that women needed to work on their personal life and their professional life side by side yeah. because one doesn't grow without the other. No. And How so, do you balance them though? That's the question. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what you want and where your value set is in both, yeah. you then get very discerning to say no. Mm. And you, your no can be somebody's yes. Mm. So you can say, hey, Nicole, you're really good and come on to the PTA meeting. And I'll say, no, thank you very much. I'm actually already on a board here locally. I'm serving our community a different way. But you know what? Such and such would be perfect for that job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think that if you're really clear about your values, and that's why we revisit it every single day. What am I working towards? Yeah. What? Where's my why? Because your why changes, particularly with your family life. Yeah. Um, and then making sure that your goals and what you're reaching for is always resonant to those two things, to your yeah. values. Because then you never feel overwhelmed because work's then joyful. Yeah. 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 So our big dream is to get this into the States in the next 12 months um, and to create action hours movements over there um, and just do a lot more in terms of co- corporate structure and culture here in Australia because I think if we can change the leadership at the top, 
we have a hope of changing um, influence and particularly around resilience and well-being mm -hmm. here in Australia uh, because there's just pandemics, as you know, of mental illness and adrenal fatigue and all these kind of things. And yeah. I'd like to be preventative yeah. rather than reactive. Yeah, and I think too, I mean, you've, you've always worked in that field of the homeopathic sort of um, modality and you work preventatively, I suppose, too. So you're very um, knowledgeable in that area. And I think we're sort of seeing that tall poppy syndrome in that field. So it's, um, and we've both also been in the health sort of wellness area and stepped outside of that. And um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the break from it. I'm sure you are too, to an extent. Absolutely. Um, sure. I think yeah. diversity. I mean, yeah. Lisa Nichols taught us that true entrepreneurship is actually seven streams of income. Yeah, diversifying. And that yeah. Yeah, and it's diversifying, but it's also about diversifying the different aspects of yourself mm. that you want to highlight as well because otherwise you can find yourself feeling like a grinding business and yeah. it's not meant to be like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so what is it that you love about running Entrepreneur Babes? Like what's the one thing that you really love about it? What makes the fire in your belly, you know? Is it the giving? Is it the feeling, you know, is it that buzz you get from waking up every day? I mean, what inspires Nicole Cunningham to keep going on this path every day? I believe that if you change a woman, you change a home. Yeah. And so the idea that you have an opportunity to impact women means that I have the opportunity to break a, a cycle. Yeah. And whether that be a belief cycle, a limiting belief cycle, whether it be an income change, regardless of what we're coaching at and in what different platform, but I really believe that women are the leaders of the future. Oh, and I look you. at how much I consciously um, am lovingly breaking the cycles that my parents and my grandparents put onto me. Yeah. And I look at that and I think that's where we have the opportunity to birth the most change. Mm. Um, so that excites me. Any time that we get to work with women and mothers yeah. and because they literally sit there and have this aha moment and they look at their past and then they look at their present and they look at their future and then they make it a really powerful choice. Mm. And I look at that and I think what better job could that be in the world? Isn't that awesome? Mm. To be able to help people through the change and the fear because it's all fear-based really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just pushing through it, isn't it, really? It is. And, yeah. and awareness and education is the key. You yeah. know, people yeah. say to me, oh, I'm so overwhelmed with, you know, the amount of information that I get, you know, the stimulation of social media. Whereas yeah. I believe that knowledge is power. Yeah. Because at any point in time, I can say no. <laughs> I yeah. can turn that device turn off. Turn it off. Yeah. But if I don't have the knowledge to do better, you know, we say in babes all the time, I can't, I, I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. And until I know, I can't be better, I can't do better. Yeah. You know, and so I see that education is the pivotal thing. And maybe it is because I've now experienced the difference between living in a rural um, centre and living in Melbourne. Yeah. There's a really big different different demographics here in Australia and women have different stories. Yeah. But the place to meet everybody is education. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, what would be your one piece of business advice for someone starting a business or in business right now what's the one thing that you would you know um share strategic with planning strategic, strategic planning. planning is everything yep. i learned the hard way in the first few years of pure force because i didn't know what i was doing yep. and the second thing i would say is always invest in mentorship no matter how big i get i'm always wanting to learn from the best and it costs yep. a lot of money to learn from the best yep. so spend the money because the only way to get better and be better is to learn better yeah, and, and to be challenged yourself. 
Yeah. And, and invest in the business because yeah. when I first invested in Roger Hamilton, I didn't have the money. I can promise, mm. you know, I can tell you honestly, it literally yeah. was a credit card that, that yeah. got me to Bali, to Bali the first time and a huge leap of faith. And what he brought, the knowledge I learned from him that he brought into my business over the last three years yeah. since making that decision has paid for itself over and over and over again. I've had this discussion with a few other women in interviews we've done and it's it's an interesting theme that's coming through is that the investment in that coach will then return, you know, down the track, I suppose. So don't be so afraid to invest in yourself to be able to it come back again, you know. like That's right. Yeah. And that's a pivotal difference I see between Australia and the rest of the world is that we still have this uh, trepidation around spending money on yeah. ourselves and on our business. And maybe it's because we've been slapped so hard with that statistic, that Australian statistic that one in every two businesses fail, you know. Yeah. And I remember hearing that time and time again at college. And if I'd listened to it, I would have stayed like the rest of my class who now 15 years later, Sarah, I'm the only one practicing, one yeah. of 12 that graduated. Mm. Now, that's not an accolade for me. It's actually a decision around well I'm not going to be a statistic yeah yeah you know um whereas it seems to be that in other parts of the world they're far more liberal and willing and, and they believe in themselves more they invest much easier yeah uh, whereas here it seems to be really difficult for us to stand into our own power like that yeah and um so in when you see this happening overseas what, what are the really big differences that you can see apart from those you know that in, investing in ourselves is it the women have much more confidence? They don't have that fear or is it? I think it's a larger market. I think in Australia, one of our biggest challenges is our numbers. Uh-huh. And so our potential and ability to return is slower than in yeah. a market where you've got larger numbers. Yeah. And, and so think I think that that's would, just a reality. Yeah. You think that would have changed a little bit here because of the way the, the business, you know, is structured on the World Wide Web these days, you know, um, and you still don't think that's the case here a bit? It's still a little bit segmented? I believe it is. And I feel like because Australia is the second most expensive place to live in the world, we don't have the disposable income um, or like most of – if you were to look at the Australian norm, there's not as much money flowing around in the homes, yeah. which I think is a very critical influence. Yeah. Whereas in places like the States and Europe where there's perhaps a little bit less pressure on the day-to-day grind yeah. – um, there's, there can be more flexibility and stretch within business. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, so um, I think we've covered a lot actually. Yeah. So tell me what – so you've got your entrepreneurial babes, you've got your workshop, you've got your new book. Um, if someone wanted to work with you right now, how would they get in touch with you and what do you have sort of on – are you doing one-on-one coaching at all with people yep, here in Australia? Yep. Yep. yep, so we're still doing all of that. So yep. uh, I've got three websites. You can go yep. to entrepreneurbabes.com, yep. you can go to pureforceremedies.com, yep. or you can actually go to nicolecunningham.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've just recently launched nicolecunningham.com though, haven't I you? I have. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and my reason for that was not that it really directs traffic. It doesn't actually have an e-commerce or anything on the back of it where yeah, people can yeah. book in. It's purely just a way of me communicating to other professionals what I do because yeah. there's nothing worse than that networking event and they say, so what do you do when you go, uh, <laughs> you Hang on, I've got seven businesses going. <laughs> I'm just a, the, the term they use in America, which I love, is I'm just a serial entrepreneur. Oh, I love uh, that. 
And th- yeah. that means that I'm completely addicted to change and I love a challenge yeah. uh, and I've got lots of fingers in different pies. So that was uh, intentionally set up because my speaking platform is now moving into the States yeah. um, and international. So that needed to be set up for that. But look, we still do a lot of work here in Australia. I'm still living in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, And I, I think that a lot of what we offer is very Australian specific. Yeah. Uh, the, the dreams to go into the States are next year. Yeah, and bring those teachings back here for women too. I think you're amazing. I think you've crossed product development the retail store side of things with your business your service market your coaching your talking you know like yeah i think you're a very talented lady nicole cunningham thank you yeah. Sarah. I'm, I'm equally as inspired by you oh, no 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 equally as inspired. um so to finish up i've got quick five quick questions that i like to ask everybody just to get a little sure. bit more insight about you um so what are you listening to at the moment nicole ah to sam smith sam smith Sam Smith, lay me down. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah, that's my music. And if uh, you were to ask me a book, I can't go past Joe Vitale, uh, Zero Limits. Okay. Cool. I've been working my way through that book for six years. It still kicks my ass. Oh, really? <laughs> I got that down there. Eating. Eating. Are you uh, yourself? No. <laughs> yeah. I had fried eggs on gluten-free toast for breakfast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I'm rolling between soups this time of year and casseroles. Yeah. It's winter here in Australia at the moment, so it's very yeah. nourishing again, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Lots of bone broth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And drinking? Drinking. Oh, yeah. I'm about as exciting as water, water. really. Yeah, I, I don't drink alcohol, um, no, and I, but I enjoy one beautiful coffee in, in a, a proper made coffee, not a home coffee, once a day, and it's yeah. quite a ceremony for me. And tell me, did you, because um, I don't drink alcohol either, I haven't in, geez, nearly seven years now, um, how do you go overseas or in social functions when you're not drinking? Do, do you find uh, that? Because, I mean, an Australian culture is very much based around drinking and connecting with that. And if you're not doing that, I personally find it really interesting and it's a different take on a situation compared to what I used to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you go with that? Uh, it's a very strong value of mine that yeah. business and alcohol don't mix. Yeah. Um, and I haven't drunk in business circles ever. So yeah. that wasn't anything new. What I do do is I go and ask for soda water and lemon yeah. in a wine glass. So at least looks like I'm, yeah. you know, carrying People the right know. type of glass. Yeah. You'd be surprised. People don't really notice. And if they ask me, I always answer honestly. And I just say my business is far too important to me than to let something slip because I have a bit of, you know, alcohol mm-hmm. in my system. Good on you. Oh, I don't and um, we did reading. And so, Nicole, what makes you smile at the end of the day? Or at the, the start end of the day? day. <laughs> my kids are everything. Yeah. Uh, I've got a five and seven year old, and they're my inspiration. And I'm building all of this for them. For them, yeah. yeah. It's funny because, again, that's a really common theme when I'm interviewing a lot of the ladies of women in business. And, you know, some people don't have kids, whatever, but I find that a lot of our businesses started from having our children. You know, they're the reasons why we started our businesses, you know, to, to help them or. For whatever reason, like, I mean, I started Raw Food Mum for Izzy and her food, you know, and you probably with the health of your children and just yeah. stems from there and it keeps growing and growing. And Yeah. yeah. I um, I have a, a lunch, uh, it's like a coffee and cake date with my seven-year-old every Wednesday afternoon. That's so lovely. And a few weeks ago, she asked me whether she she, I, she could start her own business. And I said, what do you mean? And we, she's actually, we're designing a clothing line. Uh, That's for cool. Yeah. 
saying I look at that and I think that came because she watched me in my yeah. in my authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so if whether it goes somewhere or not, I'm not even attached to it. Yeah. But the fact that she's even seated with the possibility I think that's uh, makes me feel really proud because yeah. I'm just being authentically me. I could never do the nine to five grind. Yeah. Um and business is not for everybody and I no. don't quite means expect people to run as fast as I do because yeah. I do have a level of intensity yeah. but seeing that in me and, and if that means that she sees me as my authentic self and yeah. not just as her mum that's something to be to be happy about that's awesome I tell you a little story I um I've been practicing um or not practicing I have a real fear around video I think it's just stemmed from you know everything being on pictures and communicating and marketing and um I sort of did a little film to start off with of myself filming myself you know asking questions and Izzy must have seen me and I um, got on my phone a couple of weeks ago and Izzy had had the camera and saying, hi, I'm Isabel. Welcome to, you know, it was just love so it, cute. Love it, love it, love it. Bless her, you know. They like, pick up everything. Yeah. And, and what you do is you birth possibility for them. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. yeah, it's cool. Well, um, Nicole, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure there's many women that are going to be heading on over to your site to try and connect with your um amazing talent um yeah and i wish you all the best in your thank um, you ventures so thank you again.